nuestro podcast, a space where we explore important topics for our community, from culture and entertainment to lifestyle and everything in between. We are your hosts, Bree, Evelyn, Vanessa, and Yasmin. Joining us today as a guest speaker is our editor, Heck the Tech. In this episode, we will share our experiences and insights about the importance of trusting our intuition and gut feelings for personal safety. Vámonos! Welcome, Hectatech. How are you doing today? I'm doing good today, Bree. How are y'all doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm feeling really good, actually. Welcome, Heck the Tech. Welcome to our dear hermanas uh, circle or little corner in the podcasting world. Absolutely, it feels good coming out of the dark, coming out of the little <laughs> tech, coming out of the tech cueva. It took. It, it feels cool. <laughs> yes. So, what are we talking about today? What's 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 the topic? What's what are we what are we doing today? Today, today we're talking about intuition and personal safety. Yes. And, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, I don't know. Should I go? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jump in. Alrighty. So, <clears throat> yeah. So our topic today is on intuition and gut feelings. And it was actually somewhat difficult for me because, I always have trouble trusting my intuition or my gut feeling. And I know when I hear stories of you guys of or of all of you talking about, you know, like just stories where you have to trust your intuition. I'm just kind of like, huh, does that happen to me or I'm just not that aware? So <laughs> I don't know what that is. We'll explore that today. <laughs> we can definitely explore that today. Talk about that. Uh but I think we have to go back one step and talk about what intuition is. And so before we started recording, we were trying to define it, right? And that intuition is that feeling or that inner voice that's trying to alarm us of some sort of potential danger um, of a situation that requires our awareness without our conscious reasoning. And to be able to be aware of that, it, we have to practice a lot of that mindfulness, right? And we have to be grounded in, in that moment so that we can see what's happening around us. Yes. And, and sometimes I think, you know, nowadays, a lot of us are busy with their day-to-day -day things that we could be out and about and not really be paying attention to our surroundings, kind of like what Evelyn was um, mentioning, that sometimes we can be stuck in our own little bubble um, until something catches our attention. And so I think that's kind of to say that's an example of mindfulness or um, practicing to be aware of your surroundings without also being uh, hyper vigilant so you know there could be levels of of being mindful and aware of your surroundings without also just thinking that you know everything could possibly go wrong or that 
there's danger around every corner. But that's something that we mm-hmm. are going to be discussing and sharing personal experiences of what that looks like for us. Yeah, I definitely want to piggyback off of what both of you ladies said. Um, I think it's definitely uh, that fight or flight uh, moment in your body where it's either you're about to get ready to, you know, throw hands, get down, <laughs> uh, como dicen, you know, uh, agarrarse con las garras, um, <laughs> or, or it's your body telling you, I need to run and get as far away from the situation uh, as possible, um, as y'all are mentioning, for your own safety. Um, so yeah, definitely, I think it's a little bit different for everybody. So yeah, can't wait to hear uh, some of the experiences and share some of mine as well. Yeah, because it I think it doesn't just pertain to women or people who identify as females. Mm-hmm. It pertains to a lot of people mm-hmm. going out into the public and not feeling safe. Yes. I've definitely had my share of experiences going to a particular store and not feeling safe. Um, Can we say the name of the store? Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. I've had my share of experiences at Target where I haven't felt safe. Mm -hmm. I can think of at least three instances one where this particular person a man from the parking lot started to harass me and i walked into the store and within the store he was following me through the aisles and i tried to ignore him he actually approached me at the aisle that i was looking for an item and i still tried to ignore him i walked to go pay for my items And I did not feel safe at all. I knew that the moment that I walked out of that store, I was actually in more danger because there was going to be less people and it was at night. And so what did my gut tell me was to tell someone else. So I told the, the cashier that I needed the security guard to walk me to my car. And I reported the men because it was actually more than one. Oh, wow. They were in the group. So I reported them and they were escorted out of the store and then they escorted me to my car and I actually did not drive home. I called my sibling and then I drove to a family member's uh, home and I called them along the way and I was telling them what was going on so that they could greet me at my car and they knew why I was coming over so late to their house. But that was one instance. The other one, I was... This is me just being more aware of my surroundings. The second instance, I felt that this person was following from aisle to aisle inside of the same store. And I actually took pictures of this person and I shared it in the group text. And I was, you know, when you go shopping, you go from like one aisle to the next aisle to the next aisle. Mm -hmm. That's usually how I shop. But then I decided, let me change my route. And I thought, if I go from here and then across the store, then I feel like if this person follows me, then they're definitely following me. Yeah. And then I changed my route. I went from like the grocery section down to like the personal hygiene section. 
And sure enough, I saw them later on. So then I said, I'm done shopping here. I went and I called the one of the employees and I let them know the same thing, that I needed to be walked to my car. And they were great about asking me, one, if I was okay and if I was uh, safe. If I, if I was safe, yeah. And I said, yes, but I just need someone to walk me to my vehicle. And then from then, a lot, a lot of times, I stopped shopping at Target because of that. And then the pandemic hit and I started shopping online or just do the pickup. But just recently, yesterday, I was like, you know what? It's been a long time. I miss Target. Let me shop inside. <laughs> and then I got into my car and this person did not even give me the chance to lock my car when they were already tapping at my door. Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> Breathe a Target yeah. at Target. Yes. I am a Target at Target. <laughs> it's no fun. But I think what helps is really being aware a lot of the times. You will see me using my phone to shop. Um, but I am most definitely aware of what's going on around me and so what Evelyn was saying like maybe she's not aware and maybe I'm super aware mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes I think like am I making up a story in my head of when that, what's not happening mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's just so for me I've never had that happen to me where I go into a store but I also think now that I'm reflecting on it I probably don't shop as much (laughs) so maybe that's why it hasn't happened but um each time I hear your story I'm just like oh my gosh has that ever happened to me and I can't say that it has luckily you know I'm very fortunate that it has but then I'm also thinking what if someone was following me and I didn't even know it because I'm just not you know hyper aware of my surroundings and that's even scarier yeah blissfully unaware (laughs) (laughs) and I think I I remember you sharing those stories Brie and they span in years so it's not like Mm -hmm. it's happened in the past year or so um and now that I'm a mom I'm part of these different mom groups and that's where I've become aware of these stories of other women sharing same similar stories as yours that they were being followed either from the parking lot or they noticed someone kind of walking the same aisles um, or approaching them at Target specifically. Um, And so even when I go shopping with my kids alone, I am aware like where where am I going to park today? Who's around me? If I need to run or call for help you know now that it's not just me that I'm considering personal safety it's also of my kids so hearing about your personal experience and reading about other women with children or women alone having similar you know situations every time I go to any store that's what I'm being aware, how far do I park from the store entrance? Um, do I know where the security guard is when I walk in? 
And the other thing, it's like, as soon as I put my kids in, it's usually through one side of my car and I lock the, the car and then it's like, start buckling up, help me put, you know, slip your hand through the, the hand area. The seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I already have those things in mind before I even uh, get off the car or as I'm walking to my car. So yes, it's crucial that we're aware but at the same time it's like why should we even be doing this on a constant you know on the constant because again you know what's going around that makes us not feel safe um and so i don't know as as a male perspective i'm pretty sure it differs because you know as women, um, we have a certain, um, I don't know how to say it, like a certain hyper alertness because of things that we've experienced from like growing up, you know, the cat calling, the piropos that make us uncomfortable, that already from an early age sometimes makes us feel uncomfortable and unsafe. It's so it's how does that translate as we're going through through life yeah before i used to think like i would have to apologize i had to respect everyone you know be quiet uh, or smile awkwardly know, or laugh awkwardly to accommodate uh-huh. to them mostly yes. men and now i just don't give a shit like i have to think about my own safety mm-hmm. And if you're, if you, actually, if I just don't feel comfortable, I'm not going to stick around. Like that second situation, whether it, I was making that up in my mind or it was actually happening, I was not going to stick around to find out. And all these target situations that I've had, none of them have happened at the same target and they've all been far from each other. So... Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is about the store or. Yeah, but definitely being more and more mindful. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say something that Yasminta talked about earlier on, like, you know, her perspective on personal safety as a mom. It's interesting that she says that because I hadn't thought about it that in that way, because, you know, part of it is because I'm not a mom. So I don't think of like locking the side of the door on one side Mm -hmm. Uh, but I do work in a school situation so for me I'm hyper aware of exits Mm. hyper aware of uh you know like I guess like certain people and and I am I don't know okay so I'm hyper aware of exits Mm -hmm. but mainly when it's like in a large group setting Uh, And so the first thing that I do when I walk in is look at where the emergency exits are at and and then I will stand near one if I have to just those are the things that I look at. And I think it's because of the constant training that we have at school on mass shooters. Mm -hmm. It's just that's the one thing that I can think of of where I am aware, but I I'm just reflecting on 
you know, what has been said and the fact that I think, oh, well, I shop and I don't notice it. And I'm just wondering if it's because my mind is not as hyper vigilant because I know that it's me solo. I don't I'm not, you know, taking care of 20 students in a classroom or I'm not in a large group setting. Mm -hmm. And so it's probably me not feeling as aware. But when I am in situations where I do have to be aware, I can say that those are probably the first things that I look at is exits. And and that's your intuition kicking in, Evelyn, because um, I I do the exact same thing. Sometimes uh, my pareja, Yasmin here, makes fun of me. But no, absolutely. <laughs> like with, with everything that's been going on in the world, the first thing I do as soon as, you know, going into the building, I look for those exit signs. And I'm like, okay, like wherever that sound comes from, if it's something that's uncomfortable or something, I know where I'm going to grab my kids uh, and, you know, tell tell Yasmin, A, follow me or start running. Um, but kind of kind of listening to everyone's stories uh, as well. Um, hope I'll, I'll save it towards the end. But being that I am uh, a technical person, uh, there's so many features nowadays in this world of technology um, that I'd love to share with folks about setting yourself up for success uh, and using your technological devices to help you in case you're ever in a situation like that, as well as features on most of our cars that we're not even aware of as well to help in these situations of like, you know, being a mom, not being a mom, you know, walking to your car at night and things like that. Um, but if I may, I'd like to share one of those moments in the sense of just like, you know, intuition kicking in. Uh, I'm going to take us back to uh, 2005. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're going. We're taking us way back. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking us back to our first year of college, uh, not even two weeks in, um, you know, finding our friends and everything. So I so I had an amiga. Um, that I knew that was staying at Merrill College. So in case y'all didn't know, I also attended uh, a Santa Cruz um, representing Oaks. Uh, but the uh, Amiga, <laughs> that's right. Uh, the Amiga lived at Merrill College. Uh, Merrill College is above the hill of where the gym was. Um, so I am a fanatic and I love playing volleyball. Um, so volleyball season had just started at school. And so I didn't have shorts like so I didn't have my shorts so this amiga was like hey Hector you can borrow my shorts <laughs> now now my <laughs> okay how short were these shorts <laughs> how tight were they <laughs> so so for those of you guys that don't know I am 5'5 five, five, uh, Latino you know nice and thick you know in all the right areas <laughs> oh my um, god so... <laughs> bien hechecito bien piernudo el compa <laughs> So so yes these these were these were these were women's volleyball shorts. Uh so they were very tight. Um and so the shorts you know... are you <laughs> I think both. <laughs> los chores, los chores, Bri, los chores. Um so you know, I I go I do my volleyball thing. I told her, "Hey, I'll wash your shorts. I'll bring them back." Um, so mind you, uh, volleyball practice or, or volleyball had ended at about 10 o'clock. And um, as you girls may know, uh, Santa Cruz is not the brightest of places. At least it wasn't back then. Um, and to get... No, it's from... in the middle of the forest. Uh, yeah. 
And in that time, if y'all remember, that's when the buses were on strike. Mm -hmm. So we had to, so we had to walk everywhere. So to give you listeners an insight, essentially going from Stevenson College or essentially where the gym is all the way back to Oaks, what would you guys say is about a two mile walk? I don't no, know. I, would... it. <laughs> I was like, well, while someone looks at it, I, I don't know. But I don't know about the distance, but, but I know definitely you you would have to walk to through the middle of the yes, forest, and, and it's, it's like gone. across campus. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's bridges. There's lots of dark areas and things like that. Um, probably so, some witches. <laughs> probably probably. Um, so if y'all remember the bridge that goes from the office of registrar. That go that cuts I have across. The distance. Oh, what's the distance? What one point eight miles. Oh, okay. Wow. So I was I, I wasn't too far off. So yeah. So one point eight miles, um, <laughs> but but it's the bridge that goes from the office of registrar that basically leads you right into the middle of the forest before you walk and then finally get to the library. Uh, but basically, as I'm getting to this bridge, um, right at the beginning, I noticed two two guys. Right. Paid no attention. I had my headphones in. I was listening uh, to, to my uh, my iPod uh, at the time. So paid no attention. I was wearing my hoodie hoodie on, you know, the chores again. I'll, I'll, I'll put that into perspective. The chores were on um, <laughs> and, and walk past past these two guys. Uh, right as I get to the middle of the bridge, I feel a tap on my shoulder. So I, d- I don't take my hoodie off. I just take an air like my, my uh, headphone out and the, like basically what this guy asked me he's like hey have you ever been raped wow wow heck no i immediately took off my hoodie and once he saw like my bigote like saw that i was a dude he basically yelled across the way to his friend that was still at the other end and he's like it's a dude and and basically they both of these guys just book it so wow. it in my mind, I was like, two things. I said, number one, what if I was a girl? What would have happened at that moment? Mm-hmm. Number number two, what if they were like, chinga su madre, we we got a, we got ourselves a good one here, <laughs> yeah, and 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 things like that. But it's like you know, like intuitively, my whole my thing too. As soon as they booked it, I was like, well, I don't want to hang around. Like, you know, and find, find out and, and find out. So yo también, like, you know, me echo a correr. And at the time they still hadn't installed the blue boxes. So literally, um, so literally, so literally to even get help. And as y'all remember too, cell phone service was horrible. I locked up there. Yeah. A, a la, yeah. La madre. So it's like you literally I, had to hug a tree. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, I didn't stop running until I literally got to right the beginning of Oaks Trail and even then, I was like, I got to keep going because Oaks Stroke, quién sabe qué me va a salir right here. Um, <laughs> but you know, like it's it's those things that I think, like even even as a as a you know as a man as a male, like we have those kind of situations where you know people like you know like either mistake us um, for for like you know the opposite gender, like you know sometimes they don't care and they're just like you know they need to let out whatever weird urges like they have and like you know again it's it's like the intuitiveness of like what you're what you need to do to get yourself out of that situation kind of like what i mentioned like that fight or flight like Mm -hmm. you know had they chose to act like you know now at this point i'm fighting for my life 
like you know or like you know fighting to at least give me a you know fighting chance to like run and you know try and find help yeah come on like something that came to mind to me was when they saw your face for you yes they could have done something to you but also like just your face was a privilege mm-hmm. mm. like yeah. them seeing you as a man like that's a privilege and that's something that I don't hold and so I yeah I have to be hyper vigilant sometimes about where I am and what I choose to do do I feel guilty sometimes when I'm out in the community or in public spaces and people are asking me for help I do think should I should I have helped them yes I do think about it and sometimes I do feel guilty but then other times I think what if it's not true then I put myself in a potential situation where I could have been in danger and but there are other many other situations where I can help people in need and that's kind of where I find that balance in my life and I settle that guilt that I feel so you know I have to really feel my intuition and think of my feelings and at the end of the day I do have to think about myself Absolutely, Brie. And and I think that's, I mean, again, like, as you mentioned, like, yeah, being a man, um, you know, we, we are privileged because, again, most of the time, just depending, like, you know, and, and I'll, I'll say this, I'll say per experience, like, you know, when you, when I see another guy, like, when any guy sees another guy, the first thing they do is they, what they say is they, they size them up. It's like, in your mind, it's all like, can I really beat this person up? Or should I just, you know, should I just keep, keep away, um, you know, and, but it's still, a, it's still like one of those things where it's even a privilege thinking that where it's like the fact that it's like, Hey, I can at least fight. And if I get my ass kicked was, oh, well, but at least, you know, I gave, you know, my wife or my friends or whoever I was stepping in to protect, like that fighting chance to either go get help or get away, you know, at least get away. Yeah. I'm shook by your story. Like, it just, I had never heard it before. So this is, uh, yeah, that's shocking. R- really, Evelyn? You've, in, in our group sessions, that's never come up? Like, I've never told you this story? No. Oh, wow. Bree and Yaz, did you know this already? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had been a couple of years mm-hmm. since I had heard it. Oh. But I, I yeah, think I to me, the, the, what, yeah, I think where I could probably say that you're shaken up by it. It's like the fact that they, or this guy, this person asked, have you been raped? Not even like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like, that's the first I thing that, call. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. hey, where are you going, beautiful? Or like, you know, any piropo, but it's like, have you been raped? Yeah, and I and I think that's always like the first thing that I that I mentioned when telling the story. It's like that it was that question, um, and even then, like I know we've talked about in the past and everything. Like during that certain time, about like you know the fact that there was no buses, security really wasn't like monitoring like who was coming on campus, and we had some weirdos, like you know, come on campus that were either living 
like somewhere there, like, you know, unnoticed, like in the, yeah, there was people living in the trees. Like there was so many open areas that like, you know, people could literally uh, come around. Like what, what was it? The Porter Meadows, um, Merrill, I think like had a, like a huge field somewhere too. Like, you know, there was ways to get onto campus if you really, really wanted to get on campus. There was like the forest behind college nine in Porter. That's that was open to the public. Yeah, just thinking about the openness of the university and then hearing your story now, I'm just like, (laughs) that makes me so uneasy. (laughs) Your your mind is just like, whoa. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. Well, let's bring it back in. Like, how do we become more mindful, more aware, more grounded? of what's around us, right? You talked about getting these trainings at work, but what are some things that we do in our personal life to become more of that daily? Right. So we were uh, thinking about that and doing a couple of research before recording, and there's some items that we came up with in terms of, you know, the work that we can do to be more mindful. And I know that it's something that I probably need to practice a lot more. (laughs) So one of it is journaling. uh, And that's like, you know, setting aside for time to reflect and just explore your thoughts, your feelings about a particular situation. And being able to write without judgment or censorship and the whole point of journaling is to help you gain insight to yourself so like it's not only self-reflection but also enhancing self-awareness and that's one of the takeaways that i liked while we were doing our research in order to uh, you know be better at our own self our intuition and just self-awareness and something that i practice um here and there i i think i could work on doing it more on the daily but it's uh, meditation and sometimes yoga that also kind of there's exercises where we can bring attention to what are we feeling in in our body in different parts of our body um and you know is it alerting us to something Um, and even when I've had a stressful day, I try to do meditate, um, even if it's at least five minutes, find the time to do that. Um, and then just be aware of how my body's relaxing or what feelings was I holding? Um, where do, you know, I feel the tension usually it's in my shoulders and neck. Um, so those are also some practices that, um, I know. I, I've been doing and I can continue doing um, but that also helps us become aware of uh, whatever sensation we're feeling or gut feeling if we are ever in a situation that we may not be safe or that we just need to be aware of what's going on uh, I'm gonna go all Walter Mercado here um, <laughs> um, no um all joking aside, I think kind of to to what my uh, pareja here is talking about, like meditation, yoga, uh, getting in tune with your body, um, because just bringing this like 
off on the side like we watch uh a lot of paranormal shows and in that sense it's not about like you know the paranormal but in the sense of energies like the world we live in is 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 full of energies. I'm pretty sure at some point we've all been around somebody that the minute you come in in contact with them, you're just like, nope, like I can already tell this is going to go bad or mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, like I, I feel good with this person. I feel comfortable. I feel safe. So so getting in tune with that, like with your body, like and, and listening to your body, like, you know, cuando se te enchina, La piel, like when you're around somebody who's like a creep, it's just like listening to that. It's like, ugh, like, you know, like not even giving that energy like that, that, that sucking energy, like because that's literally what it is. It's going to drain you, like not letting that even get a chance to like, you know, attach to yourself, but like listening to your body in those moments um, so that you're in tune and aware of like, you know, what's going on. Um, cause that helps out a lot. Like, um, you know, and for me, like it could be that I've worked in retail, uh, a lot, like it, it's that energy when people come in, like, and you, and, and even bodily, bodily, like how people move their body, like the twitches, uh, and things like that. Like seeing that, like when somebody's acting or reacting to you, um, is another thing that you got to pay attention because like, you know, nowadays we also have to deal with scammers. Um, and that's a big thing. Like, you know, seeing those, those key things that people start putting out that like make your body self aware of like, okay, this is going to be a bad interaction. Like, or this is going to be a bad interaction. I need to find a way to safely get myself out of it or get help because I know like, you know, this isn't going to be a good thing. Something that I do practice, um, daily is mindfulness so being in the present and checking where you are with your emotions um and it also incorporates some of the things you've also talked about like journaling yoga but also being very present in what's going on daily and in what you're doing taking breaks thinking about what you're going to do and thinking about what you're actually doing because yes I could have easily walked into these targets and been thinking about like been preoccupied with all my worries in my life and not had a clue about who these people were around me and I could have really been in some deep danger but thankfully I was paying more attention to what was going around but what has helped is that I practice that mindfulness and it really has to do with the work that I've been involved with. A lot of the other things is just day to day. I practice a lot of personal safety. You know, when I go and I pump gas, I lock my doors. I get out of my vehicle. I take my keys. I lock my my doors. My vehicle I don't have, I really try not to have anything that identifies it as a female who is driving that vehicle. If I pick up my mail, I flip it over so my address isn't exposed. And those are the things that I try to keep in mind because I'm a single writer. A lot of the time, I do a lot of driving. I'm out in the community a lot. I expose myself a lot in the public just by being out. And so I do have to think about my personal safety. So I am mindful with the things that I do in day in and day out. 
And that's how I keep my personal safety. That reminds me of something, Brie, that you mentioned about not having things that identify you as a female driver. And one of the things that I, again, in one of those mom groups that I'm part of, someone posted that, you know, you could be an easy target or a car could be an easy target if they have those bumper stickers of my my child is an honor student at the name of the school or if, you know, it's cute and all, but there's families who put how many family members, whether they're kids and pets. So you're already putting all these identifying factors of who you are or who your family is. Um, and so I think now, before I had kids, I would have been like, yeah, sure, you know, grab a sticker that re, you know, that is something that I like and put it in my car. But now that I have kids, it's like, nope, I'm going to just have a car and that's it. Um, obviously, they can see I have kids because of the car, car seats. But other than that, putting things on the outside that lets them know what I may like, who's part of my family. Those are things that, you know, before I didn't even have to worry about or consider that that could be a possible indicator for someone who's doesn't have good intentions. Mm-hmm. You'd be interested and in, you'd be surprised to know the kind of people that exist in this mm-hmm. world. And you don't really have to have a family to yeah. be aware of these kind of things, right? Again, I don't have children. And there have been plenty of instances because of the type of work that mm-hmm. I've done that this is why I don't put any of those identifiers in my vehicle. Yes, because my vehicle does not need does not need to be identified by anybody else other than myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if I can throw in my uh, heck the tech moment in here, um, just, uh, you know, on that whole topic of safety, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's a bunch of things. I'm pretty sure everybody nowadays has the latest and greatest iPhone or cualquier teléfono que traigas, but I'll specifically speak for those of us that have iPhones. Um, And again, because of the world we live in, uh, you know, some of us, um, men and women, um, you know, we work late at night. Sometimes we work in unsafe areas. As Brie mentioned, you know, sometimes we need to, you know, travel or go to certain areas that we may not know or be comfortable with. Um, One feature that I'll just mention on iPhone devices is called SOS. You may think that, um, you know, that's just to call the cops. Number one, yes, it is. But there's a feature on there where you can actually add emergency contacts um, on there so that um, when you press and hold and send that SOS signal, um, it actually sends, number one, your location uh, to those contacts as well as to 911. It's dialing 911 at the same time. Um, So number one, that's just a thing to look into on your device, uh, especially if you're one of those people that, you know, deals like, you know, day to day where you're working at night, you're going to the gym in la noche because, you know, that's the only time you have. If you have kids or things like that, um, look at that feature SOS on your iPhone. And, you know, in the matter of cars, um, 
nowadays, um, and I want you all to try it out actually, um, there's a feature on your car, because most of us, when we get to our car, we're just pressing the unlock button. That's all we do, right? So that opens all your doors. So God forbid, you know, the person's there, you know, they're waiting for you and whatnot. Like, you know, that just opens the door. Um, most cars, when you click it the first time, it only unlocks the driver's side door and that's it, right? And then once you mm -hmm. click it the second time, if you have somebody else, it opens it for them. So just that, like even just being aware of that, like, you know, just clicking to unlock, it's like, no, when you get to your car, like, you know, click it once, or if you have that safety feature where you just put your hand in the, the handle, just do that. And so that way it only unlocks your door and not all the doors. That is my heck the tech moment. I use a SOS feature, by the way. Nice. <laughs> yes, because I have had to call 911. Um, also knowing your directions. When you call number oh, one, ladies, I'm, I'm looking at Yasmin so and Evelyn. <laughs> We've had this conversation in the past. Yes. yes. It's not just so when you get lost. Where is north, south, east, or west? Don't talk to me in those words. <laughs> well, e e even if you don't know directions, at least knowing like what the last cross streets are or what street you're on. Like, you know, if you're if you're on, you know, I'm just going to throw out a street. If you're on 92nd Street, like at least know that you're on 92nd, just crossing, you know, Central, Avalon, Hoover, like whatever street you're crossing, at least knowing that so that when you are calling the police, it's like, hey, I'm I for sure know the main street I'm on is this street and I'm just crossing this one. Then they will figure it out as you start telling them the next street and whatnot. Like they will figure it out, but at least know that. <laughs> I, there was one instance where I had to call the police too. And I did, I pulled over and I did pull out my map so that I could tell them eastbound or northbound, whatever <laughs> was, I needed to tell them I did that because if not, I would have just been like, I don't know, this is a street. I passed this store, you know, that those would have been my indicators of where I was like, in terms of, you know, store names or gas stations, whatever I was driving by, that would have probably been my go-to. But I did pull over and I did use a map. But, you know, sometimes you don't have that that option. So, yes. If, if, you're, if you're seriously that lost, most of your cars nowadays, if you look up at your... Rear view mirror yes. or at your dash or at your dashboard, it's telling you what direction oh, yes. you're going. I in. love my car for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we wrap this episode, I want to thank Hector Tech for coming in, sharing his personal story and also sharing some tech tips. And also, thank you girls for sharing your personal stories. Uh, I know that it takes a lot to be vulnerable. And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to our intuition and personal safety episode. We shared stories from situations that made us aware of our surroundings and strengthen our desire to increase our intuition. 
We encourage you to use our conversation to sharpen your intuitive skills. Make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite platforms. If you have any suggestions for topics you would like for us to cover in the future, don't hesitate to contact us through Instagram at Dear Hermanas. Hasta la próxima. Ciao. Bye. Hi, everyone.